Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Fantasy Fireside with myself, Andy the Remembrancer, and my good friend Colin, or as you may know him, Pancreas No Work. Um, before we get started today, uh, I've just been ill for a few days, so if you are wondering why my voice sounds a bit scratchy, that's why. But uh, we, we, we were looking at the schedule and we thought, oh, it's about time we did another Fantasy, Fantasy Fireside. And the last episode we did, we asked the comments if they had anything in mind in particular. Uh, and I believe the overwhelming majority were fans of the Lizard Men. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, I know absolutely nothing about Lizardmen apart from that uh, that meme where it's uh, the the dog version of the Doge version of Carl Franz going. <laughs> I hate it when they shout "bock" at me, and that's my only reference. Oh, and they smoked his fire wizard like a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's uh, a that's a funny video. Doge Hammer Forty K for the channel for anyone who's curious. We'll put it in the description, and I'll put a little bit of it on screen now because I, I I enjoy his videos. <laughs> he makes some bangers. Uh, but yes, you were correct. Uh, today's the Lizardman. I was on, kind of surprised that so many people wanted Lizardman, but uh, for a couple of reasons, I'm not. It's like I don't know. I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. Does that make any sense? It's like uh, mm. they were they weren't the first faction I would have thought everyone wanted, but I get why people like the Lizardmen. Uh, for for just a little a brief what they're all about. Uh, Aztec lizards riding dinosaurs, and if that sentence isn't just that uh, doesn't conjure up the coolest images of your five-year-old self playing to armies with like your toy soldiers, then you're dead inside because that that's <laughs> just I mean that's just awesome. What else do you need to say about it? I uh, mean, from the outside looking in, it does seem like they have a massive appeal because one, there's like a, mis a mystery to them. There's like a lot of they're obviously very cool looking. They have this really nice aesthetic, but then. I guess part of the charm is that they're very alien and unknowable, and that's why the fan base is so into them. Perhaps. I that that's part of it. They're um, alien is def is actually a very apt word in a uh, several different oh. ways. Uh, especially, you know, I'll talk about their origin shortly, but also just how they interact with everyone, their mindset. They're very, they're very different because everyone else in uh, almost everyone else. Uh, in uh, Warhammer Fantasy has very understandable goals. It's like, even if, you know, you probably don't agree with uh, quite a good number of them, uh, I don't imagine many people are morally thinking, yes, the Dark Elves are in the right for all of that slavery and murder <laughs> business they do. I doubt many people are on their side. Uh, but if you read the lore, you can be like, I understand how you got here. I disagree with all of it. But I get how you got here. Whereas the lizard men, it's like, well, that's uh, you're doing something. Uh, I can I know that, and uh, why you're doing it, at least in the in the setting, it's like I don't know why you're doing it. You just seem to be an angry lizard. Uh, in hmm. universe, that's how the majority of people understand the lizard men. Uh, Sigmar, whatever god you worship, only knows what the hell they're up to. Uh, but hopefully, I can uh, clarify it a bit. Uh, so, like you said, uh, you don't uh, you don't know any anything much about the Lizardmen. Do you have any pre uh, pre fireside questions we can start off with? Um, is it the case that a majority of their lore is from the Total Warhammer games? Uh, not a majority of it. Uh, although Total War did do a couple 
not quite substantial, but some pretty noticeable uh, rewriting. Uh, I would say in this case, it's for the better. Uh, for example, I'll discuss it more later, but there's this a subspecies called Croxagores. Uh, they made them rather more interesting. It, it seems like with a few factions in Warhammer Fantasy, Creative Assembly are the vanguard of like, we need to inject some life into this faction, and they seem to be the ones who are very good at like, oh, here's this faction that Games Workshop doesn't talk about anymore. Well, they're in our game. Here's oh, some yeah. cool stuff about them, uh, like Cafe, for example. Oh, yeah, Cafe is easily the biggest one they've done. Uh, Kislev definitely in second place, too, because Kislev had a, did have a decent bit of lore. Like, it, it it had an army way back in ancient times of Warhammer fantasy, uh, when 40k was either just starting out or might have not even been around yet. Uh, but yeah, Cathay's the big one, and every other faction they've done a couple touching-ups on. Like, uh, they did the book about Karl Franz's election, for instance, uh, to Emperor. Oh. Uh, so CA's... Uh, here, as with most of the factions, they've done a couple uh, new additions of the lore. Uh, Lizardmen, I'd say a little bit more uh, than the average faction. Like, they didn't change much about the Empire. They just maybe went into some detail on other bits. Uh, but not as much as, say, Cathay, because Cathay's old lore was like four paragraphs in an old army book once, and that was the end mm. of it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if that's it, but, uh, are you ready to get into them? Let's go lizardy. Oh, that sounded wrong. Um, I don't know why he said that. <laughs> well, they are rather lizardy, so apt, uh, if nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, as most of the Warhammer Fantasy Faction's old origin stories go, uh, we return to the, I guess, prehistoric times works. Right? That's actually very fitting for the T-Rex Faction. Well, I didn't even write, I didn't even word it that way on purpose, and here we are. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Ugh. Um, to the old ones, uh, those, uh, those old ones, always in 40k, uh, always in fantasy for the oldest of background lore factions. Their big chubby cheeks. Indeed. Uh, when they, they arrived to the Warhammer fantasy world, uh, we'll call it Malice, because that's what it was named in Age of Sigmar, because the Warhammer world is a bit cumbersome of a name. Uh, they were looking for the best way to fight chaos, and they just decided we're going to make the best way to fight chaos. So they come to the Warhammer fantasy world, Malice, that I just said I was just going to call Malice. Uh, and they do a, they do some pretty radical restructuring of the planet. So I don't know if it used to be just like Hoth, uh, but it used to be a lot colder than it is. Well, the old ones, in their infinite wisdom decided it needed to be moved closer to the sun, and so it was moved closer to the sun. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and as that was done, they then set about doing, uh, I, briefly, no, I briefly mentioned in the dwarf video, uh, making the various races the Warhammer world and their effort to find the best one to fight chaos. So, you know, the elves, the dwarves, humanity, ogres, giants even, all, the, all that good stuff. Uh, but they realized that it would be pretty convenient to have some help while they were doing this. So, they made the Lizardmen faction. Uh, the Lizardmen, unlike all the other ones, weren't created um, to be, like, guided into their role, like the other races, like, you know, elves and dwarves. The Lizardmen were created from the get-go to work alongside the old ones and under them in order to make uh, the Warhammer world both uh, properly habitable for the races they created, as well as just 
uh, do the dirty work, as it were. Uh, so what I mean by that is uh, we have uh, the Slan. I know I mentioned uh, in the dwarf video there was one Slan. I think it was Mazdamundi. Remember how I mentioned he uh, he could move mm -hmm. mountains, to, and that made the dwarves quite unhappy when they're living. Because they live in the mountains, yeah, yeah I can uh, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that was a bit of a shock to them. He was a second-generation Slan. Uh, the so the way uh, that works, basically, the higher up uh, you go in generations, the stronger you are. Uh, the first generation Slan were the one that helped move the planet around uh, with the Lizardmen, uh, and it's a that was their role. The Slan are the magic ones. I'll go a bit more into their races later on after we get past like the origin story. Uh, but the rest of them were set out to uh, go build up the temple cities of the Lizardmen uh, to get. Uh, you know, some sites of like, uh, you know, like all the ley lines and the other kind of fantasy stuff like that. They sent out the Lizardmen to build sites of power around them where magic was particularly strong. And they also sent them out to exterminate uh, many unknown races that the old ones decided oh. uh, were not, did not fit with their vision for this planet. Uh, so there's, uh, we know. <laughs> It's kind of like the Great Crusade, uh, in a way, because we know about all these random minor Xeno races in no way beyond, and then the Space Marines killed them. Uh, it's the same deal for, like, the Lizardmen. It's like, yes, these races existed, and then the Lizardmen killed them. I just like how that started with, oh, they were doing, like, horticulture and landscaping and janitorial stuff, and then it was genocide. It's like, wait, what did you say? It's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about that. That was just, like, a small thing. But they were, like, sorting out the rivers, and then it's like, oh, can we go back to the bit where they, like, slaughtered all the people? <laughs> oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, look uh, how lovely they are. <laughs> look, they left some very lovely uh, grasslands uh, in the wake of that civilization they just bulldozed over. Did they shout Bok at the people they killed? They almost certainly did shout Bok at the people they killed. Bok is uh, kind of the standard Saurus uh, noise for everything. It's uh, I don't know. It's like it's like how you can say "God damn" depending on how you intone it. It's like it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it's the same huh. thing with Bok. Uh, there's a, there was only one race that survived these purges. Uh, Andy, would you like to take a guess at what race survived? Was it what? humanity? No, uh, no, it was one. Ra they made humanity. It was one race that like oh. they didn't make. Uh, this race was already here. And if you like a bit of a further hint, they're an army <laughs> in Warhammer fantasy. Uh, one race that the Lizardmen just couldn't get rid of, no matter how hard they tried. Um, the dwarves. Correct. No. Oh, the dwarves. I oh, was like, oh, wait, no. the, the only thing is, I was, I was not sure. Where we are in the timeline between, like, have the Skaven arrived? Are the humans still primitive? Ah. Like, I'm not sure where we are in, like, the timeline. The but I'm assuming ancient times. Very beginning of the timeline. It was not dwarves. Right. I thought you said orcs. Uh, but it was the orcs. Oh, right. Uh, even, in, even in fantasy, uh, you can't get rid of the orcs. You can cleanse them. You can clean them up. You can't right. get rid of okay. them. Right, uh, okay. But, yeah, they... Uh, Mostly very successful, just, you know, as we all know, uh, orcs, you can't really get rid of an orc infestation once it's on a planet. Uh, same with fantasy. Once the orcs are on that continent, they're not leaving the continent. You just have to <laughs> kind of live with that now. You're just trying to saw the continent off and, like, push it out to see, like, yeah. we can't have this anymore, just push it away. <laughs> like, you, you go over there. Hopefully there's, 
Hopefully they're not smart enough to build boats. Just keep them on the island. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I think, you know, as much as they couldn't get rid of the orcs, I think like 99 out of 100, or however many races were un- unalived, I think pretty good. Uh, fair enough, Lizardmen. And after that, uh, the various races uh, of the world were created. You know, elves, dwarves, humans, yada, yada, yada. And the Lizardmen uh, helped the Old Ones in guiding them. So, for example, they helped create Ulthuan, the floating island of the elves. They helped make sure that the um, the, the, uh, the World's Edge Mountains, where the dwarves lived, was uh, as comfortable as it could be. Uh, at least before they decided it needed to be moved later on. They uh, <laughs> make the dwarves, you know, have all the minerals you need. Here's here's the best pocket to mine iron. Here's where you should live for, you know, steel, stuff like that. Here's a map to all the valuables. Go ham. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Go, go nuts. Uh, and as time went on, the old ones were getting, you know, a little bit, a little bit worried uh, because the longer they took, the longer it meant that Chaos didn't have to contend with the ultimate weapon race. So they started kind of rushing bits, and it ends with the Old Ones. Uh, their last project was the Ogres, whose uh, habitat and mental uh, facilities, as it were, they were not able to fully finish, which is why Ogres are dumb and migratory, because the land that was originally designated for them was not given enough of sustainability by the Old Ones and the Lizardmen. Uh, this is all the very origin stuff. What happens next is... Uh, as it does so often in Warhammer, chaos shows up to ruin everything. Oh no! So the old ones and the lizardmen at the north and south poles created these like warp gates to ferry supplies back and forth across the planet and from wherever they came from, uh, wherever they then their great starships came from. And uh, unfortunately, the key words in that was warp gate. Chaos took notice. Uh, just a little bit of a thing about fantasy. There is no origin point for the Chaos Gods in Warhammer Fantasy, uh, which I feel is kind of a reflective of it being like a fantasy setting. You don't need as much justification as you do in 40k because mm-hmm. it's technically sci-fi. It's fantasy. There's four evil gods. They've always been around because they're evil gods and you need those. Uh, they just suck. So they show up, uh, blow up the warp gates, and demons start pouring in. Well, the old ones look at this and go, well... Looks like we failed. Uh, we're off. Have a g- uh, good luck, everyone. Uh, hope you don't die. And sure enough, the old <laughs> ones returned to their ships and just dipped. They just left. Which is, uh, you know, a little a little bit rude. You'd think the captain would go down with the ship, but these captains were completely uninterested in that. Well, is this the last time we properly see the old ones then? Do they just go from now and we never see them again? Yeah, uh, yes. At least, like, in terms of, like, the old ones were on the planet directly doing stuff. Yes, this is the last time they're ever... So they're just somewhere out in the galaxy having fun with another Warhammer-style planet. Like, let's cock this one up as well. It's a bit of fun. It's a weekend. Why not? Like, oh, well done, guys. For all we for all we knew at the time, yes. The the way the end times happen makes it... Is a little bit of a tangent. Makes it weird. Because I think it used to be the case where, like, the Warhammer fantasy planet was just, you know, it was a planet but there were others out there like it. Then the end times happened and chaos devoured the universe, but all they really took over was, you know, just the Warhammer fantasy planet, right? So mm. it kind of became a thing like with that, it's like, was this one planet? Was like, was the universe just this planet and some stars? Was there more out there? And they ate the rest, but the rest wasn't narratively important. So who cares? 
Who knows? For some reason, it's making me think of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> of, uh, where um, the protagonist, he meets Slarty Bartfast, who's the guy who, like, architected everything. He's like, oh, look, I did a bit of the White Cliffs of Dover. I did them. <laughs> it's just like, oh, and then he buggered off at one point. Um, uh, that was the old ones. They shaped the world uh, how they saw fit. There's actually a bit about Gottring and Felix I'll get to later that, of course, relates to the Lizard nice. Men, because of course it does. We can't have a fancy Fireside episode without at least one Gottring and Felix reference. Look, when you have 18 books and God knows how many short stories, you 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 better be you better believe the setting's going to be thoroughly explored in that series. <laughs> uh, but uh, for now, old ones uh, left, the Lizardmen and all the other races have a whole lot of demon problems to deal with. So, it's uh, it's time to contend with that. Now, the Lizardmen uh, at the time were basically the only race in any way prepared to deal with this because they were created, to be, of course, to be the servants of the Old Ones, which means the Slan, uh, even though they're pretty far removed from the Old Ones' power themselves, know uh, they're pretty damn good at magic. Uh, if, if deciding mountains needed to move around wasn't a big enough hint for you that, that they're quite strong. Uh, as well as the more menial laborers, the Skink, uh, Saurus, and Croxagore. Uh, pretty damn strong, pretty good at fighting, uh, even if they weren't necessarily directly designed for that. Uh, they're, they're giant lizard people. You better believe if they hit you with a stick, that stick is going to hurt. <clears throat> so they set about fighting. The only real quote-unquote allies they had in the matter was essentially the High Elves, uh, because the dwarfs, in proper dwarf fashion, uh, saw everything that was going on and just shut the door on their holds and were like, well, good luck, everyone. We do not care. <laughs> we, are, we are hiding. I've got my ale. I'm going for some <laughs> yeah. like rubies in the depths. Uh, we're going to have a couple of pints afterwards, and I'm going to have a nap. I'm going to have a Sunday roast. You enjoy the fighting. Yeah, we're, like, we're fine where we are. Sorry, sorry to hear about all that. Uh, good luck with it. Uh, all of them <laughs> except Grimnir. Yeah, Grimnir went to the Chaos Gates itself and is this pre pre or after they've already had their like mountains moved around by the slant? This is pre. So this is oh, okay. that was like <laughs> so a, they're just being dicks. Okay, <laughs> I'll, get to, I'll get to that a little bit more. Uh, I'll explain why the slant decided to just just move the mountains. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this is pre. Um, it was only the high elves because the high elves uh, they did uh, they did have some armies at this point, but they were completely untested. Because they basically, they lived in the Garden of Eden. The armies were just kind of there because, you know, the old ones were creating all these races as weapon races. But they, had, they hadn't fought anything yet because, again, there was no infighting. <laughs> Chuck some the... Chardonnay at him. Go on. Maybe it'll do something. Uh, well, that ba- wasn't very effective. Oh, ba- well. <laughs> basically, basically that. Um, <clears throat> the Lizardmen were the only, like, proper warriors and soldiers on the planet. Uh, the high elves, after some time, did kick things into high gear. They eventually remembered, right? We need to we need to figure this out fast. But the lizardmen did the bulk of the fighting. Uh, elf simp that I am, uh, I have to admit. And it was just like across the planet, billions of lizards and T Rexes and alligators and just everything fighting against like the entire armies of like the four at once. So uh, say you know you're taking a trip you know, to where uh, the Empire Bretonia is today. You wouldn't find Imperials and, you know, stupid horse people. Uh, what you would find is a billion Saurus and a billion, billion demons of all the Chaos Gods just going at it. And uh, this was a hundred years long period. 
of just the planet being covered in lizards and demons duking it out, uh, which in a way it's kind of like the Warhammer fantasy war in heaven and that it's uh, larger than anything the setting had before. And we don't have too much information on it because it's a background detail. I, I like lizards and demons. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons alternative. Like, stop playing that. Uh, this is the new hotness. Lizards and demons. It's great fun. That's the yeah, that's the version they have in the Empire. That's what uh, they have <laughs> in Altdorf. Uh, eventually, the High Elves concoct a bit of an idea to build a vortex that would drain magic from the world, and it would be it would be the Elven mages who keep it going. It would form it, but unbeknownst to most people in the Warhammer world, except for a very select few High Elf mages, uh, such as those uh, who designed it, and a couple of those in modern times, like Teclas, the Lizardmen provided uh, a pretty substantial portion of the magical energy they needed to kickstart that so things could get going. So you can thank the Lizardmen and the Elves for letting this war game exist, because they were fighting and dying for it. So as that's By the taken, way, oh. um, before we go any further, are the lizard men like sentient, or are they more like a hive mind? Uh, do they have personalities, or are they more just like programmed soldiers? I'll cover a bit more on that uh, once we're done with okay. the... Okay. But uh, you know how tyranid organisms are made for, like for a purpose? Oh, yeah. It's like that, but they are all sentient. There's no hive mind. They all have individual, like, sapience and stuff. But, okay. like, a Saurus is the, you know, the standard foot soldier. They're all their own Saurus, but all Saurus, like, are pre-programmed to be be warriors and soldiers and generals right. that live long enough. Okay. It's, uh, I guess, if anything, they're, like, clone troopers, kind of. Or it's like, oh, okay. Like yeah. they're they're all individuals. There's there's no like you know republic hive mind for the clone troopers, but they're uh they're all going to be pretty damn similar. Yeah. It, 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 for some reason, my mind thinks of like the um, what are they called in in the first uh, Mass Effect game? The uh, keepers, which are like made. They're like a they're a race of kind of insectoid creatures that are created to maintain the citadel, and mm. no one can communicate with them. They don't. They ignore everything around them, and they just function to to upkeep this massive like hub for the galaxy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the lizard men do they have person? I know they like they like shouting Bok, which shows they have a bit of personality. But is it also like running subroutine shout Bok, then carve up that enemy, or do I or, or do I have a name like Philip and I have friends? <laughs> is, is that a thing with the lizard men? They uh. <laughs> So the Slan kind of have personality. Again, there a, a lot of them are pretty similar with it, but um, like there are some standouts. As for the rest of them, it usually it's like, it's like the longer they live, uh, they'll eventually they'll probably gain some personality quirks. Uh, early on, like straight out of the the they spawn from spawning pools straight out of those. Ah. it's kind of like a Saurus is a Saurus is a Saurus. Sure, one one of them might prefer spears one of them might like clubs uh but you you, you really you can the average saurus is going to be the same as the average saurus from another temple city another spawning pool uh again okay. they do they do have characters that are a bit different uh one of the slan i'll talk about later is actually pretty radical departure from what the average slan is like but for the most part they're uh they're they're pretty interchangeable from each other <clears throat> okay 
Uh, so vortex is up, magic being drained away, and mad the way it works is as long as there's any magic around, demons can just form in Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, they don't necessarily need a gate, uh, gateway like an unprotected psyker, uh, as in 40k. Uh, definitely helps if there's an untrained wizard around. It makes it a lot easier to get in, but they don't need it. So with the vortex, the lizardmen and the elves made, demons are kind of obviously they're not just gone. That would be way too much to hope for. Uh, but they're kind of confined to uh, the northern, the northern, southern poles where the old warp gates of the old ones were. Now they're used to uh, bring demons and chaos and magic into the world. <clears throat> so, mission accomplished, kind of. Chaos still a problem, and the old ones are gone. But at least it's no longer the apocalypse. Except the lizardmen uh, have probably more problems than anyone else in the aftermath of the massive demon invasion, which probably saying a bit. Um, so what, uh, what happened is I mentioned how there's like the generations of Slan. Uh, the first generation died to a man. Uh, so the strongest, uh, the most powerful of the lizardmen mages, they're, uh, they're just gone. Uh, oh. one of them is kind of still around, uh, sort of like the emperor. Uh, he's dead, but didn't quite get the memo. Uh, but he's not up and about, like, actively doing things anymore. They kind of just cart his body out, and he does magic. Uh, that would be Lord Croak. I'll talk more about him later, because he's uh, okay. he is a treat. Uh, if I remember correctly, there was either only one second-generation Slan, or at least by the time of modern fantasy, there was only one second-generation Slan left, Lord Mazdamundi. And there was no longer the billions and billions of lizardmen that once were that were able to march across the planet and get rid of the races the old ones didn't like. Uh, no longer quite got those numbers. Uh, and to make things worse, their spawning pools were destroyed. So how lizardmen are formed is, like, there's a, there's no mommy and daddy lizardmen. They're all just, like, genderless meat uh. robots. Uh, they come out of spawning pools. Uh, a whole lot of them were tainted by chaos, and only the old ones knew how to make more of the things. Uh, maybe the first oh. generation ones also did, but uh, they're all dead, so it's a moot point either are, way. Are they basically like a, a cleaner version of the Uruk-hai, where you see them in the first Lord of the Rings, and they're just like tearing them out of pods? And I know the Uruk-hai are elves that transform, but it's just like, oh, and the lizardmen are just like in this sack, and then you go plop, and yeah, there's a lizardman. Well, it's like okay. it's like there, there's these the, like they're just like spawning pools of like I don't know lizardman goop, and they just walk out of them fully formed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, larvae. Uh, just, uh, one minute it is a nice clean pond, the next minute a thousand saurus just walked out of the dump. Why, why is the pond shouting bock? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and that is a, obviously, very big problem. Uh, it's kind of like space, actually, I imagine it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, when you attack a space marine recruiting world, right? Space marines mm. don't like that. Uh, so... That's the same thing with the lizardmen. That is, this is how you make more lizardmen. Except, unlike the space marines, you can't just pick up and go to another world if you really need to. Uh, you have your spawning pool, and if that goes away or is corrupted, sucks to be you. Uh, no more lizardmen yeah. coming you, out of that one. You can't just rip an organ out of a lizardman and then go right. We'll make a new lizardman out of this yeah. pig or whatever. It's like no. Once the, once it's dead, it's dead. No more yeah. spawning pools. Ah, yeah. Chain. And uh, just the cherry on top of the cake is uh, the Slan spawning pools are all completely gone. So there are no more Slan ever being made, which means they're now a completely finite resource. Uh. 
uh, a very powerful resource that, uh, you know, to be fair, can magically unmake whoever tries to bother them. But this is Warhammer. Doesn't matter how powerful you are, you are on the chopping block if push comes to shove. <laughs> One day. One so, day you're yeah. on the chopping block. <laughs> One day you're going to stop rolling sixes, and when that day comes. Uh, so Ooh. they're in a rough state. And especially because the old ones are gone, uh, they're kind of lost because obviously they're created to be the servants of the old ones. Well, the old ones are gone and they're just kind of left to their own devices. And this gets into uh, what I was uh, what I was talking about earlier. Why are, the question you asked uh, with the Lizardmen moving the mountains? Why did they do that? Well, what uh, what happened was they kind of consolidate in Lustria. It's always been like their main uh, base, uh, Warhammer South America. But now, for except for a few outposts elsewhere on the planet, such as the Southlands in uh, Warhammer Africa, uh, this is pretty much the only place you're going to find lizardmen anymore. So they uh, consolidate there, and they look at the great plan of the old ones uh, because they're, uh, the old ones were a little bit more proactive in fantasy than 40k. Uh, they left behind their cliff notes on how to handle the you know, Warhammer world going forward. Uh, etched on tablets of gold, uh, because they're all in the jungle, and gold is gold doesn't tarnish on like everything else they could have used to write it down on. They left behind instructions on basically what to do with the planet going forward. Uh, it is not perfect, both because the old ones themselves are no longer around to make changes as things come up or just clarify something, but it's to the lizardmen better than anything else, and they become sort of like gods to the Lizardmen, the, the old ones that left. Um, and so they look at the Great Plan and they figure out, all right, how are we going to handle things going forward? Um, again, it's horribly incomplete. It's kind of, it's a... Actually, you know, I'm surprised with how many app comparisons to, like, the Imperium I'm making with the Lizardmen, but it's like a STC fragments. <laughs> okay. It's like, like, you find one, no way it's going to be, like, just a whole STC, right? It's not going to be, like... Oh, you found you found the complete record of Dark Age technology. Uh, mm. Welcome, welcome to the new Renaissance. No, it's like it's like how you know, like a guardsman finds like a blueprint for a combat knife or something. Yeah, like here that. is half of a spoon, and then like just the tip of a of a of like the barrel of a blaz gun, and then like just the teeth for a new kind of chainsaw. And you're like, this is useless unless I have everything else. Ah. Oh. Typical. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like that. It's like they have to piece together these fragments and go forward like, okay, we need to fix the world now more urgently than ever. So that becomes the guiding force of the Lizardmen. That's, in fact, why the Slan moved the mountains, because they were looking at the great plan. Uh, they were meditating on it and realized that the uh, the mountains, uh, the World's Edge Mountains, needed to be moved a little bit over to the side. Uh, and so they, uh, they just did. Uh... Which is, incidentally, uh, how the Lizardmen interact with other races. Uh, they're not... They're not evil. In fact, I'd even say most of them aren't, like... Not malicious, not evil. They're, they're biological robots, like I was saying. They all... Like, some of them will have personalities, especially if they live long enough. Mm. But they have their purpose, and none of them are going to, like, deviate from that purpose. Like, there's no Lizardman who's ever fallen to chaos... There's no lizardmen who, you know, you can bribe them to look the other way while yeah. you're ransacking. There's, there's no ego to exploit. They're just all um, function. Yeah, it's like even, you know, they gain a personality like or dislike certain things more than another. It's like this is his purpose and he's going to do it. 
and whether or not you are in the way is purely inconsequential to them. Yeah. Uh, so that's their guiding principles going forward. The mountains needed to be moved. Sorry, dwarves. The the old one's great plan, at least what we think it is, has dictated that you need to be moved, uh, whether you like it or mm. not. And I'm assuming they don't have diplomat dip, diplomats or anyone who goes like, I'm going to just warn you. They're just like, no, we're just going to do it straight away. No worries. <laughs> it's... That's one of those things Total War kind of actually did expand on a little bit. Okay. Uh, the like the the weakest uh, lizardmen called the Skink. They're like the <laughs> they're like the like the what is it like the the merchant and like craftsman's class for lack of a better word. Okay. So they'll do a lot of like the like uh, they'll do some like trading with other races a little bit, not frequently because the lizardmen are very isolationist. <laughs> there we go. It's the the merchant from Resident Evil Four confirmed was a lizardman. He's <laughs> just like, "What are you buying?" <laughs> yeah. So occasionally they do interact with other races. Uh, sometimes just like, for example, they want gold not because they care about like value of gold like other races do, right? But because like I was saying earlier, gold doesn't tarnish, and uh, and because they live in a jungle, paper is not a good idea. Hmm. Uh, so, like, they might trade things for gold to get uh, more stuff to write down on, uh, but they don't. Uh, they don't really conduct diplomacy so much as lizardmen just kind of happen in your area of the world because, hmm. for whatever reason, the Great Plan is dictated. Uh, yeah, just like a news anchor in the Empire, like, Lizardman spotted, moving all this stuff over here, no idea why, just be, just try and go around, you know, avoid them at all costs. Yeah. They're not malicious, they're just going to get it done, or you're going to be in the way. Yeah, please <laughs> do not be in the way, it's going to lead to problems. Please do not feed the Lizardman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that becomes, so the Skink, if they do, like, any kind of diplomacy would largely be done through the Skinks, maybe, like, a top-tier, like, techless level elven mage might talk to the slan indirectly briefly like that uh but the skink are like kind of like the face of the lizardman as far as the average person who interacts with them would be concerned uh at least in non-fighting terms the if you're fighting lizardmen the face of them is the saurus who are going to cave your head in mm. uh so yeah that becomes how they interact with the world uh the slan themselves uh what they do is uh, they go to sleep for centuries at a time and meditate on the plan of the old ones, uh, which, because as I said, they have incomplete fragments uh, they have. So they need, they want to think on the great plan and make sure we're doing it right. Uh, clearly something went wrong because demons are now were everywhere and they're still around. Yeesh. We got to make sure we do it right. Um, it's especially like, paralyzing to them they'll spend centuries completely without moving just meditating because again they were the servants of the old ones they want to make sure they're doing it to the letter because they don't have all the information they need to they want to spend as much time as possible making sure they get it right and they endure so much cramp it's unbelievable just oh. waking up from that like ah oh, everything hurts <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I imagine if they weren't magic uh that would be that would probably just kill them uh the constant cramping mm. it's like you know they cast like dull pain or something it's like okay i can't feel the, <laughs> i can't feel cast anti-cramp level five <laughs> <laughs> all right i can't feel the cramps for another 500 years i'm going back to the nap time chamber perfect uh yeah and in the meantime the other warhammer races kind of you know spread out do their thing uh, humanity 
uh, over the years. You know, you get the Tomb King, the rise and fall of them, uh, Nagash, all that. Uh, the Empire crops up. The Dwarves and Elves uh, have their great empires that then fall. Uh, all that stuff. Dark Elves happen the whole time. Uh, Skaven, yes, yes. Uh, Skaven, yes, yes. And uh, actually, Oof. that becomes one of the one of the driving forces of the Lizardmen uh, to march out to war instead of just meditating. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they uh, they sit, they think. Uh, every few centuries, they'll go out and build some magical monument or go fight a battle at X location. But saying passive doesn't quite feel right because they're, they do do things and it's because they're trying to follow the plan to the letter. But mm, because like, of that, like you can go one, one year, it might be like just lizard men apocalypse. Like every faction of the world is dealing with like swarms of them at their, at their doors because they've decided something big needs to happen now. And then that can be followed by like 200 years of complete silence coming out of Lustria. Like restrained yet calculated slaughter. Like we're dormant, but then when we're ready, all is going to hurt. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the attitude they have. Um, Until like the leading centuries up into modern day Warhammer fantasy. Uh, Because of what the other races are doing. Now you brought them up. I think I'll discuss the Skaven. Uh, Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So what happened with the Skaven and the Lizardmen is uh, Skaven, as they do, they dig tunnels. Uh, They decided to tunnel under the entire ocean all the way to Lustria uh, for reasons, Skaven reasons, no doubt. Lord only knows why. (laughs) Someone was digging that way and that way and that way, so we went the other way and we ended up here. That's probably all it was. (laughs) Probably. That's really, that's... You don't need to overthink it with grand reasons for the game. Mm. They needed more space, and there was no one in this direction, so they went that way. <laughs> uh, they pop up in Lustria, and they make quite a mess of the place, uh, especially because this is the rise of uh, Skaven Clan Pestilence. I believe we talked about them a bit in our Skaven Beginner Ooh. and Expert. Make yeah. sure to go watch that. Uh, these are the Skaven who uh, are followers of the Great Horned Rat in guise of like Pestilence and Decay. Uh, kind of nurgly, but like you know, Nurgle, you know, you know, Nurgle loves his followers, right? Horned Rat doesn't. Like, uh, you know, uh. Nurgle followers genuinely, like, you know, f- do correct me if I'm wrong, but at least some of them genuinely think like, hey, this is grandfather's love, and we get to spread it, right? Oh yeah, uh, there's there's plenty of guys in the Death Guard who are like, oh, I love being a stinky, yeah. don't feel any pain. Yes, my organs are on the floor, but I don't feel it, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm a thousand plus years old. I'm having a great time. Look at the little nurgling I've got. I'm gonna so give him a squish in his belly. It's brilliant. Yeah, they <laughs> like they, they genuinely think spreading all that you know gift of plague and crap is good stuff. Uh, mm. Skaven don't. They know they're the worst. They know they're disgusting and gross. <laughs> and they don't care. And they're going to make you disgusting and gross because it ruins things. And that's all they're the just more Brad cares. Fueled by bitterness and spite. <laughs> and that's uh, it. <laughs> yep. uh, so those guys arrive in Austria and begin making it horrible because, of course, they do. Uh, what I didn't mention too much about is part of the reason they left Lustria is because of the Lizardmen. Uh, not just because, you know, they wanted to return to the rest of Skavendon and uh, take power, but because the Lizardmen kicked them out. Uh, so how Ooh. this happened is that uh, as there were pestilence, they, they, uh, the Skaven were clan pestilence, they invaded Lustria, uh, completely destroyed one temple city, uh, messed up a couple spawning pits, so that's, again, 
less Lizardmen going to be added from here on out. And, uh, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of that. Uh, so what happened is, Lizardmen, of course, go to fight, but they can't quite push the Skaven out because they're Skaven. Pretty hard to do that. Um, but something rather interesting happened. So the old, uh, the belief of the Lizardmen is that the old ones were basically gods. It's kind of weird. It's like how... Like the closest, once again, is how like space marines revere and worship the Emperor. Most of them don't quite worship them as gods. Uh, it's like that, just like a little bit closer to them, all believing they're gods. It's kind of weird, like where that, like they fall on that scale of are they gods, are they not gods? Um, but they, the old ones, weren't born of belief or anything, right? Uh, the lizardmen or the skinks, however. Uh, managed to do make a god in the more quote-unquote traditional Warhammer sense. Uh, their beliefs coalesced into the god known as Sotek, the only lizardman deity that is not an old one. Uh, he's a great serpent, and uh, with him and uh, the belief of the Skinks, they drove clan pestilence out of Lustria. Uh, it was, I think it was even Sotek, like, drove the last few remaining ones of them into the sea and drove them back to the old world. Uh, so, hey, Skaven are gone, right? That's positive. Uh, and the Lizardmen get a new god, which naturally the Slan are all thinking like, dear god, what is this thing? This is not part of a great <laughs> plan. What the hell are you? Is this good? Is this bad? We don't know. And that's another, like, hint into why I said they're alien. Like, most people, like, you know, you're an average citizen in the Empire, right? A new god shows up and smites, like, a bunch of beastmen. You're like, hey, mm. this guy's pretty cool. Hey, another, another yeah. god to worship. We don't... You know, we like Sigmar the best, but hey, you can come too. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll sacrifice a pig in your name every now and then. <laughs> the Slan, this is not part of the great plan, but it helped. So they're completely like paralyzed in how to deal with this. We're like, what what are you? Are you friendly? You, you're different. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, the Skink are big fans of them, but the other Lizardmen are like, I don't I don't know how to feel about that. The Codex Scalartes does not approve this action because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't know what it is. <laughs> it did basically that. <laughs> the the, the, the Slan are all Leandros. It's not by the book, so they don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, what did come about from that is the Elizabeth now hates Skaven more than demons. Because oh. they showed up, uh, all of the systems they had in place to deal with demons... Just didn't work because Skaven aren't demons, the rats. So because of that, they've uh, and because uh, demons aren't you know technically part of the great plan, right? Because it's all to fight against chaos. Uh, the Skaven are this completely unrelated to anything they have threat that showed up and ruined things more than anyone else has uh, since you know like that great war in heaven and fantasy thousands of years ago. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they're they're not fans of the Skaven. Um. So, between that, uh, that was, like, kind of step one of getting the Lizardmen a bit more active, uh, so you can have them as, you know, as an army in the war game, justify whether going to fight the Empire. Uh, what also happened is that the, uh, the Warhammer, like, a, you know, you know, in, like, our world, you know, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, uh, mm. the Age of Exploration begins. Uh, so, Imperial Colonies, Norskins even... Uh, some el dark elves, you know, high elves, a little bit of everyone, suddenly starts showing up on Lustria. And uh, kind of like in our own world, where uh, people got the idea in their head that their city's a gold, uh, 
Everyone in the Warhammer Fantasy world starts getting that idea in their head, except in Warhammer mm. Fantasy, there actually were cities practically made of gold the Lizardmen had. <laughs> uh, and naturally, everyone else is like, that's a city of gold. I want some of that gold. So they start like, mm-hmm. forming colonies I like that. and exploring Lustria, like, you know, conquistadors. Um, and the Lizardmen don't like that, because you're messing with the Great Plan. They need that gold to write stuff down and read it. And suddenly, all of these stupid warm bloods are showing up and stealing the gold. Uh, so between that and uh, Skaven and all of them, just like these more and more threats coalescing and becoming problems, the Lizardmen start to realize they need to be more active. They need to actually start get out and doing things. Uh, so what happens is, uh, I mentioned it before, Lord Mazdamundi, the last second generation slot by this point, uh, he has the radical idea to only spend decades at a time meditating instead of centuries, which I know, please hold hold your outrage. I know this is just mm. something absurd. Uh, but he starts leading the old ones, and uh, this is one of those things. I It might have always been in lore, but Total War definitely kind of, uh, or might have always been in Warhammer, but Total War definitely kind of made it a bit more certain. Uh, he kind of determined how the Lizardmen need to handle things going forward. Obviously fight chaos wherever you see it. Uh, but sometimes the great plan, uh, you got, you got to be a bit more proactive with it. You can't always think on it. Sometimes you just got to act on the scraps we have, right? So he starts going out and about and actually leading armies and fighting and doing stuff like that. Uh, like especially, uh, dark elves are one of the main enemies they fight. Uh, just not necessarily for any ideological reasons, just cause, uh, dark elves have Warhammer North America, Lizardmen have Warhammer South America, just kind of it was a, a war of proximity, thing. that's I, all. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a, it's a distance thing. Uh, and one of the plans of Lisbon going forward becomes, we're not going to kill everyone, uh, but the old ones all gave you specific locations that you need to be in. Uh, so all of the elves, mm-hmm. uh, wood elves and dark elves included, should be on Ulthuan. Uh So they might, you know, every now and then, they might suggest to some high elven colonies outside of Ulthuan. Or the Dark Elves. Maybe maybe you should go back to Ulthuan. You've broken the Soros curfew. Time to get back into the boats and back where you're from. Indeed. Or we're going to make you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bok, bok, bok. And then when they say no, uh, they break out the T-Rexes. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that becomes one of their things. Like, uh, like, you know, dwarves belong in the mountains. Well, dwarves, I know you're good friends with the Empire. Uh, you shouldn't be living in the Empire. You should go back to your mm. mountain home. I don't care that we moved it 50 feet. I don't care that you have a passport. Go back there. (laughs) (laughs) I understand we blew up your living room because the mountains needed to be moved. Get back in there and clean it up then, buddy. And the door was like, well, we wouldn't have gone outside if you idiots hadn't moved our mountains. They're like, no, it's it's in the book. We have to do it. Put the gold down. That's our gold. Just like, they're just so petty. (laughs) Yeah. So they start, yeah, they start going out to do that. And also a little bit of like a, some reclaiming, like, lost uh, old ones in Lizardman Temple cities. Uh, one example, uh, and the one I was going to bring up earlier with Godric and Felix, is uh, Albion, uh, which is Warhammer England. Uh, hey! Ex- although it's, it's like the... In Warhammer, it's like the fantasy, it's like Celtic, Druidic uh, stereotype style of England. Uh. So they've got these big, you know, stone circles, like stone edges, except there's a bunch of them, and these magical ley lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
like dolmens. Yeah, they've got their own like shamanistic magic that's not quite like the others, stuff like that. Uh, there's one of many ley lines there uh, that the Lizardmen and the old ones set up ancient years past. Uh, they they aren't too involved in this, but uh, there's two ways that you know you show it's Lizardmen. Uh, one is that in Total War, that's where one of the legendary lords starts. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> forgetting, well, I'm partially forgetting his name because he's a complete nothing. <laughs> I, he's just a lizard robot. Well, who cares? <laughs> he's uh, Nakai the Wanderer. Oh my god, that there you go. Uh, he starts there in total. He starts there in total war. Uh, if you ever want to play his campaign and be horrendously miserable because <laughs> his campaign sucks. <laughs> oh, Nakai, poor guy. Uh, but yeah, he starts there because uh, he's there to fix things up for the lizardmen and get it back to snuff. Um, and Gotrick and Felix go there with Teclas, uh, the good old good old elf wizard Teclas. Uh, because the old ones also built a webway in Warhammer Fantasy, because uh, that's they just seem to like doing that, uh, and it's uh, sure enough dangerous, spooky in there. Better than going through the warp uh, connects all the Warhammer Fantasy world, even if a lot of it's damaged. And so they go there to kind of fix it and prevent chaos from completely sinking Ulthuan, I believe it was. Uh, so Lizardman artifacts become sort of this in many ways, like, plot device, ways to, you know, get some adventures going, as well as the reasons the Lizardmen are now going out and actually interacting with the world again. And that kind of becomes where they lead up to in modern Warhammer fantasy, where uh, they're more active alongside everyone else. It's time to finally fight, get out there, can't keep meditating for centuries. We got we got to do stuff. Dad, wake up. The Skaven are back. Oh, not again. Skaven, <laughs> uh... So uh, I will uh, really quick. I'll cover the uh, any questions. Uh, I'm going to cover like the spawning, um, like the different types of lizardmen and what their roles are, and then I'll do a couple of little fun facts, and then I'll move on to the end times. So the only thing is, you, you mentioned about how um, was it they they have like a kind of stronghold on Albia? Are they like working with the humans that live there because they're staying where they're supposed to, and it's got the ley line, or is it just? In Total War games, he just happens to the the warlord happens to be based there. Like, do they have like alliances with humans and other species if they're quote doing as they're supposed to be doing? They so they don't not they uh, a little of a spoiler alert. Uh, in Age of Sigmar, they do kind of have alliances in some ways. Okay, uh, but in Warhammer Fantasy, the closest they have to an alliance is they show up to like fight chaos, and there's an army already fighting chaos. They'll they'll fight alongside <laughs> each other and then the lizardmen leave. Yeah. Like the Empire, just like all the Norskans fighting chaos, and the Lizardmen turn just the one that just goes, Look at that thing. Nature is amazing. Oh, <laughs> Kills lots of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, with Albion, uh, I think it's kind of a hint in like Gotrick and Felix. Those, like the humans there, were sort of like servants to the Lizardmen, and the way the Lizardmen were servants of the Slan. Mm-hmm. And when the Lizardmen left, like the, the, the humans there in Albion are like following the cliff notes of the cliff notes. On how to yeah. keep the ley lines and stuff going. Uh, yeah, just, it was just like pocketing gold, putting in a special hoard so when they come back. Like, ah, oh, my lizard friends, we've yeah. been doing as you said. We've been drawing you on the walls. 
Look at this like teeth necklace I made. I saw I took that from one of your ancestors. I thought it was quite chic. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's just it's so like it's just so isolated and out of the way for every faction, let alone just the lizardmen who again mm-hmm. are coming from South America all the way to England in terms of distance. <laughs> and it's like we can't really do too much to help you, uh, but good job because that's a very important place when it comes to, like the magical ley lines and all that stuff. So good job, humans. You mm-hmm. you're not doing it too poorly. Nice. Uh, it's even, uh, it goes a bit more into how the old ones shaped the world, because there's since, like, a Felix and Teclis were talking about how the old ones shaped the world, and, uh, Felix, uh, proposes the idea that maybe, uh, like, because Teclis found, like, a map, well, like, a kind of, like, a depiction of Albion, and he's like, well, this is nothing like the, this is nothing like Albion is, this is completely worthless now, this must be, like, thousands of years ago how it looked, and uh, Felix proposes after he talked to Cataclysm for a bit, he's like, maybe this is how the old ones planned it to be. So after, like, you know, millennia, Albion will look like this. Uh, so the Lizardmen and the old ones are perfectly capable of the long-term game, if the centuries meditating didn't clue you off already. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's uh, there's that. Um, spawning pools, right? That's what I was uh, going to talk about. Uh, and the casts. So, for... Uh, I feel like I've been saying Slan, Soros, Skink, all that for a while. How about a <laughs> bit of a bit of clarification on what exactly those means? So uh, they have sort of a cast system. It's weird because I it, like Tau. Right? I, I, I'll start with that Tau, right? You know, they have their cast system. Like you're born into it. This is what you're designed to do. Uh, every now and then, you know, you'll get a little hint of lore. It's like, man, maybe I don't want to be a fire cast warrior. It's like, well, too bad. Uh, I can't read. Why am I in this cast? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, kind of like that, except again, the Lizardmen are pre-programmed biological robots, ro- robots, robots to do whatever cast they form into. So they don't complain about their caste system or anything like that. It's not like it's not an oppressive caste system. It's like you were designed to do this, so you're you're going to do this. Yeah, not like a Tyranid going like I'm in the wrong like high fleet. Uh, yeah. like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I'm not. No, I, I feel like I should be in Leviathan. It's like, no, you are. You were literally genetically modified to be in this high fleet. Go back and eat the Ultramarines. Do it. Yeah, that's like, what you're supposed to be doing. I'm a, I'm I'm in a Bayabas Splinter Fleet, but I feel like I should have been in Kraken. It's like no, not how it mm. works. It's like it's like that. Uh, so at the top, you have the Slan. Uh, as I said, the uh, the best mages in the Warhammer world, the first generation Slan, who are mostly all gone except for kind of one guy. Uh, they're all gone, but they were easily the strongest uh, magic users in the Warhammer world. And I'm like moving the planet around at a whim, uh, creating miniature stars of a people's head on the battlefield, which is uh, is as deadly as that sounds. Uh, there's no coming back from that <laughs> one. Uh, they were pretty much unstoppable. They were like the direct servants of the old ones. They would talk to them the most, which is part of why when they all died, it was especially crippling because old ones are gone and the people who talked to the old ones are all gone. This is a problem. Uh, You get to the second generation who are not quite as powerful, but they're still the ones who, you know, move the mountains around and all of that stuff. So it's kind of like going like, you know, one heavyweight champion isn't as strong as the other heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, if you or me tried to fight them, uh, well, I get—I don't know. I don't know how good uh, you, you do jujitsu, right? 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how good if, you're, you are. if you're fighting a, if you're fighting a super heavyweight or a heavyweight, if they punch you in the face, it's, it's probably going to be a similar outcome, especially for me. So like, I'm not a heavyweight. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how good you are at jujitsu. I'm assuming if either of us, you know, tried to fight like Floyd Mayweather versus Mike Tyson yeah, or someone like that, it wouldn't work. <laughs> the different. It's going to be the same outcome either way. One of them, yeah. sure, maybe not technically as hard of a hitter. Doesn't matter at a certain point. My jaw doesn't matter if they hit you in the right place in your jaw. You're going to, or, or in like the temp, uh, the uh, the like, is it the sternum where somewhere on the chest where if you get punched in a certain place, your body like <laughs> kind of goes into shock and it just flops over like a dead fish. And you're like, yeah, that's not you liver punch. I think it is. Reset. Yeah, it's like it's like that level of power. It's like yeah, technically the first mm. generation way stronger. And if, as far as the average person cares, doesn't matter. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, that's the second generation Slan. The last one left is Lord Mazdamundi, the first uh, character I'll talk about. He's uh, he's he's the one I was saying is radical. He actually wants to go out and do things on the regular, not just every 500 years as the plan dictates. Uh, so he's the one, he's the Slan who most interacts with the people of the Warhammer world. He's, uh, he's also the one who put that policy of get back in your goddamn home into place. <laughs> uh, so he his interactions are usually not positive. Uh, he even he even gets a bit of a diplomatic penalty in Total War because he's not a friendly fella. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, some some fun facts about him. Uh, there was one time a dark elf invasion in Delustria uh, that Mazdamundi solved by just willing a mountain range into existence. Uh, so there was a nice, easy to cross crossing into the into Lustria, and then there was mountains. Just one second, oh. there weren't one second. The, the next, there was. Uh, so this is the the power, the Dragon Ball Z power level we're working with of the Slan. Uh, as they, of course you go down the generations, they do get weaker. But again, it's like you know the the the, fi- the fighter comparison I was making. It's like, yeah. Unless or like or like Final Fantasy, like he can't cast Ultima anymore, but he's still got a bunch of spells that will just eck you. No, yeah. and you're there with your like stick, or you're there with your musket with like one shot that's not even going to damage him, and then it takes you like twenty minutes to reload. Like, yeah, it's it, it's it doesn't matter. You're still outclassed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh no, he can only cast like the most destructive firestorm I've ever seen. <laughs> mm. What a weakling. Uh, yeah, and. uh it does a trickle down, like as you get to like the third and fourth generation, you do get a few exceptional standouts, uh, like amongst like you know the elves, uh, a very few rare humans, uh, some dwarven rune magic can equal these generation salons. But again, for the most part, uh, they're still very powerful mages. It doesn't matter if one guy on your side can equal them; uh, that one guy is probably not around. <laughs> yeah, like your your very best possible magician is probably. Early as good as our worst. Like, cool. And we've got yeah. like a few more. Yeah. It, it's like the like the custodies champions. It's like, yeah, you know. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure like, you know, Karn is probably equal to some custodies, right? Well, there's one Karn, and he's not here, is he? So it doesn't really matter <laughs> now, does it? Uh so that's the Slan. They're the leaders, the people who decode and carry out the great plan, getting more active as Mazda Mooney kind of kicked them into high gear. Uh, then you go down uh, to the Saurus. They are the generals of what uh, whatnot uh, and the basic grunt foot soldiers. As they live longer, they kind of uh, they become better and better warriors. 
And then the few of them that live long enough, like hundreds of years, they'll become like the generals, kind of like chapter masters, as it were. And to quote Carl Franz, the Doge edition, I hate Soros. I, I hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, they're the, they're the, the frontline muscle of the Lizardmen. Uh, uh, the worst mistake you can make is thinking, oh, they have stupid, like, primitive obsidian clubs and whatnot, you know, like scale armor. Uh, that's, this will be done, no problem. They're eight feet tall and built out of, like, pure pectoral muscle. Doesn't matter that technically, like, you know, Imperial Steel is more advanced. You're gonna die. That thing's gonna club you to death. Um, which is one of the reasons uh, that there's not very many colonies in Lustria. It's because when the Saurus come knocking, very few things on the Warhammer planet are actually going to be able to stand up to them. Um, and actually, and indeed, that's part of the why I've been making so many Imperium comparisons. They're very comparable to Space Marines, and that they're you know they're completely loyal to you know the Slan and the old ones in the same way you know Space Marines indoctrinated, completely loyal to the Imperium and the you know the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, you know. There's no reason to retreat because they've only got one single-minded objective, and that's to do what they're told. Exactly. It's like they're not walking away; they're just going to keep going forward until they're either dead or they get it done. Yeah. And look at those muscles, those big, scaly muscles. Hot damn! Jeez. Yeah, the lizard shall know no fear. <laughs> I, always, I always think of the. I'll see if I can find it, uh, but it's my favorite image of the lizard is uh. It's the loading screen uh, for their faction in Total Warhammer. It's uh, this. This is a. Uh, this. This is the. This is what you get to see when the Lizardmen march to war. There's a reason that even though they have done zero advancement in like the five thousand years of the setting. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that image <laughs> with the T Rexes and the big signs. Like oh, yeah, yeah, just walking towards you like you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's like I understand you have a gun. Look at me. <laughs> It's uh yeah it's it's like a you know you, you take the power armor away from a space marine he's still gonna kill that guardsman right over there. Uh so yeah that's the Saurus. Uh they do gain personality as they live, but they all still have that same single-minded objective that are formed for, which is to fight in the name of the old ones in the Slan. Uh, some characters for them are uh, Gorak, uh, the albino uh, uh, Saurus. He's uh he was. Uh, so, I think uh, actually what that used to be is you could give Lizardman characters marks from each of the old ones. And uh, you could give them one mark that was the extra expensive one that gave you the best buffs, which was you were blessed by all the old ones. And that kind of got reworked into Gorok being like the one super special character blessed by all the old ones. The Albinosaurus. He's a, he's a murder machine. Uh, take, take, you know, that, uh, take one of those guys in the front, uh, give them white scales and a jade club and shield and just tell them to go ham. And uh, he does. He is a absolutely brutal killing machine. And in Total War, he even starts with uh, the the last first generation Slan in his army uh, who gets to make sons above people's head. Uh, so wow. he's, he's quite the fun campaign. If he's, he's very much the, the, cap, the captioned, uh, the Saurus, the told uh, not to worry about like oh don't worry about him like, mm. he's he's the one you got to watch out for he's the one he's a bit different and for good reason <laughs> yeah he's uh he's he's pretty brutal uh there's also a uh, what a uh, oh his name is a uh, Krotgar another Saurus uh I'll send an image of him 
He rides a T-Rex mount and has a laser hand. Oh, wow, a laser hand. Where'd he get that from? Uh, That's, that, this is fantasy. That's not allowed. That's cheating. Uh, That's sci-fi. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how uh, uh, Yarrick uh, got his arm cut off, so he just jammed a power uh, cut on it. I believe that happened to him, except he jammed a lizardman artifact onto the stump, and it, uh, now he's, he's he's got that. So you're confirming for all the listeners that he is the Sebastian Yarrick of Warhammer Fantasy. Just, just putting it out there. Uh, kinda, yeah. Uh, not, not the <laughs> worst way to look at it. Uh, except if 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 what is it? If uh, Yarrick had like a squig off mount. <laughs> which I got, That'd be cool. Which you know the main, the Fortress of Arrogance, very cool and a very good name for mm. something. I mean that is top tier. Uh, but I have to say, I think it would be much funnier if he was riding a giant squig in a battle against the <laughs> Just with his big claw raised, going, Come here, you orc bugger! I'm going <laughs> to cut your face off! Yeah, he's uh, he's very uh, cool. He's uh, he's called the last defender of Hexawaddle, I believe. Uh, because when uh, they it was uh, it was invaded, I can't remember if it's by demons or Skaven. One of those two. Uh, and him and his uh, Saurus spawning pools held... Uh, held to the last and there was a couple like I think maybe like a hundred of them or something like that left and over just the centuries uh, Gorok became the last surviving or pardon me, uh, Krokgar became the last surviving one and uh, he's, the, he's the last defender of Hexawaddle uh, he's, uh, I know at least in Total War he starts in the Southlands to give you a bit of a different start uh, so if you'd rather fight orcs instead of Skaven he's, he's, your, he's your lizard uh, for that and for his efforts in surviving, Rabute Gilliman gifted him a new regiment of Primaris uh, Lizardmen, and now he's back on top. I'm guessing with the spawning pods, he just went like, right, we've won. Refresh. <laughs> we can rebuild. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's get going again, fellas. Something special in the pools. Like, oh, make him a bit chunkier. Just just put some like Tabasco in or something. Just make him a bit spicier. Yeah, that's what we want. It's, uh, Yeah. That's uh, that's him, and uh, now that's the Saurus. We move to the la- uh, this third major one. There's one more after them, the Skinks. So those are those those are those little uh, smaller lizards next to the big ones in the picture. Uh, they're like the you know, like the craftsmen of the lizardmen. It's like the uh, the slan will dictate what needs to be carved into the plaque. They're big, unwieldy, fat frogmen. Uh, so it's the skink <laughs> who do the carving, and like you know any like anything out of marble, they build the cities, they do stuff like that. And the rare occasions the Lizardmen actually trade with other races, that's the Skink's job. Uh, that's what they're up to. That's what they do. Uh, they're also, uh, in terms of battle, like frontline, like they're not frontline, they're like skirmishers. Uh, so they're like light infantry. They like, you know, they'll go on the flank, uh, get behind them, or they'll throw like javelins and stuff and toss them at them. Uh, they're, uh, that's what they kind of do. They're, they're cool. They're not the, obviously not the strongest, not the main line, but, uh, they're still big lizard people. And, uh, when you invade Lustria, well, the first line of defense is Lustria itself because it's Catacan, but just a continent, not a planet. <laughs> uh, the second line of defense is like Skink, or fighting like like the Lizard Viet Cong. They're chucking like I guess like shooting arrows and sh- throwing spears yeah, and making got, traps for you and yeah, being got, a bit like, sneaky. Poison blowguns and stuff like that are just oh wow, you off like very Aztec. There. Yeah, yeah, they're very like the like stereotypical view of the Aztec granted probably not you know most historically accurate mm. but uh, this is Warhammer very little of the historical inspirations are one to one 
uh, to be mm. generous with it. Uh, yeah, so the Skinkar, they're clever little, clever little bastards. Uh, there's two major characters. One of them is uh, Tehenowin, uh, or Teeny Weenie, as he is known in the Total War community. Teeny Weenie, oh, that's precious. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's like the prophet of Sotek. Uh, so he's, uh, he, he, that's uh, kind of the end of it. He's the prophet of Sotek. He's, uh, <laughs> he, that's, yeah, uh, all of that entails, that's him. Uh, in total war, he can cause every Lizardman faction to declare war on every Skaven faction because it is time oh, wow. to clean house. <laughs> nice. Uh, his campaign also sucks because he gets everything everyone else already has, except he has to unlock it. Oh. Uh, they kind of drop the ball. They keep... CA drops the ball in the Lizardman a lot is an unfortunate trend. Uh, next is Tic-Tac-Toe, uh, because a lot of the Lizardman names are puns. Huh. Uh, he's, a, he's a skink who rides a pterodactyl and throws bombs at people down below him. Uh, not too much to his character, but it's a funny mental image. Uh, I believe there was even an early battle report for Age of Sigmar uh, where he killed Bellicor. <laughs> Which is, wow. He, he dropped, he, him and some other skinks dropped enough rocks on his head that he got He's back. Going, back to say the my water. name. I dare you. I dare you. Say my name. <laughs> Go on. It's a very funny, very little funny occurrence. Uh, it's so goofy. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, the last, like, there's a little subspecies of skink. Uh, chameleon skink. Uh, they're chameleons, so they blend in with, uh, you know, with the surrounding land around them. Uh, they use the bolt, uh, the, uh, the blow guns the most, and they're, they're pretty damn stealthy when they need to be, as, uh, as you would imagine. Uh, they, uh, they'll, you know, they'll run to the jungle, they'll hide, they'll spit back out at you, they'll come out, and they, uh, they have one special, uh, character of themselves, uh, Kaldor Drago. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there is a lizardman, a skink, a uh, chameleon skink named Oxalotl, uh, who was trapped in the warp for several thousand years, just ruining the Chaos God's plan, going about murdering demons, murdering uh, demons and demon princes. I see. And uh, every now and then, he just shows up outside of the warp for a bit, much like Kaldor Drago, uh, helps out the lizardmen, and then back into the warp he goes to wage his one-man guerrilla war against all of chaos. He's, he's just your friendly, interdimensional neighborhood lizardman. He just he just appears when he needs to to fight crime. It's fine. Yep, he's a he's a cool dude. Uh, once again, his campaign is very mediocre in a total war because the oh. CA hates the lizardman apparently. But what are you <laughs> gonna do? Uh, and yes, and then we get to the last uh, the last major. Uh, subspecies of Lizardmen, Croxagore. Uh, their job is to be like the big dumb laborers, so, you know, the skink do the technical work of building a city. Croxagores are giant alligator people who, like, you know, they move the blocks around, to, you know, to get the buildings built, all that stuff. On the mm. battlefield, it's a giant, like, ten-foot-tall crocodile monster. That's uh, very few things they can't kill. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine you're in the front lines of the Empire, you've got your little musket, you see that and you go, nope, I'm going to run away. <laughs> I need more than one bullet to get rid of that thing. 
I think they even cause terror, so that is a gameplay mechanic that the, the soldiers look at <laughs> and go, no, I'm good, I'm out, have fun. I don't blame them. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be fighting that either. I'm just going to be straight up. I think I would run away too. I know I know my place, and it's not fighting the we'll hide, monster. We'll hide behind Gotrek and be like, you, help, please. Yeah, Gotrek uh. would deal with it, no problem. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's Gotrek. Uh, their special character is Nakai the Wanderer. Uh, so CA did a bit of a rewrite. Uh, both of his lore and croc scores in general. They used to just always be big, dumb, stupid crocodiles that need to be, like, tugged on basically a leash by the skinks. Yeah, makes uh, sense. They got kind of uh, made a bit more similar to the Saurus, which is that as they live longer, they gain, like, actual intelligence and become personalities. Like, out of all, all out of all the lizardmen, the croc, crocs are the ones that, like, are the most, like what you were kind of saying earlier. It's like, they, they, they don't have any personalities. They're big, dumb croc lizards. Uh, they come out and they, they hit things, and that's kind of it. Uh, as they live longer, though, they can become smart enough to lead armies and generals. Uh, and the same is for Nakai the Wanderer. He's another albino lizardman, this one a crocodile. And his, uh, he, uh, he's, he's a bit of a, an oddball, that one. Uh, so one day, he kind of just started wandering on his own after a battle. And he has a habit of showing up either in the middle of a great battle or right before one. Uh, so he's kind of like a he's like a good and a bad sign for the Lizardmen, because on the one hand, he's an absolute monster. He's almost unstoppable on the battlefield. On the other hand, if he's showing up, something's about to go down, and you you probably don't want to be around for it. Yeah, just like you're, you're fighting about it. It's like, there's a big freaking lizard thing. Whose side is he on? I don't know yet. Oh, yeah. God. Please be against them. Please be against them. And just, like, escape and go, what's that? Oh, it's fighting for us. Oh, that's weird. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever. Usually just helps but don't, the oh, but, don't, but you know how you said the Lizardmen are like, you need to be where you're supposed to be. I guess they don't follow that rule for themselves of, like, oh, no, we're doing anything we do is to the plan. So it's okay that he wanders or I wander and I go over here. It's fine. Yeah. Is that like, kind of the... They're, yeah. they're like repo men. It's like, it doesn't matter where they're at. Yeah. They're here to put your stuff where it belongs. <laughs> the guy just like knocking on your door, door like, I've come to collect. Like, oh God. <laughs> I mean, I Big scary crocodile deck, to, deck collector. <laughs> probably very effective at it. I wouldn't refuse him. Hmm. So, uh, and uh, eventually he gained sort of a following, an army of his own. Not through any like intent, People just started following him around. He doesn't, he doesn't really complain, uh, but the key thing is you need to keep up with him because I don't think he ever really rests. I like the that you you instantly maybe think of the scene from Forrest Gump where he's just running and they're like, "Why are you running?" He's just like, "I just like running." <laughs> just, that's what he does, and people start following him for some reason because they think there's like some grand scheme to it all, and he's doing it. And he's just like, "I'm pretty tired," and he stops running, and they're like, "Now what do we do?" He's like. Probably he just go was home. running for a year. You yeah, go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, yeah. Uh, except he's always running to battles. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more violent than Forrest Gump. I'm sure he also got shot in the butt once too. Uh, I mean, yeah. See, there's a film you've seen. It's perfect. I have. It's brilliant. I've actually seen Forrest Gump. Hey. Uh, I think I saw it in like a waiting room for a movie that I was waiting. I think it was an entire family <laughs> medical visit day when you have four siblings. That's quite the long time. Oh, wow. So, so I got to watch all of Forrest Gump. Nice. Uh, but hey, good movie. Uh, it kept uh, made the hours go by quick. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's Nakai the Wanderer. He's a bit of a mysterious fellow, but he's smart. 
He's a wrecking ball, and uh, he knows the gator death roll, as all Groxagors do. So he's uh, they're quite deadly on the battlefield. Uh, nice. Before I, before I move on, a couple fun facts about the Lizardmen. Uh, obviously, you can see the image. Dinosaurs. They have dinosaurs. Uh, they all have like names, like the T-Rex is called the Carnosaur. Let's be honest with ourselves. That's a T-Rex. Uh, you know, steg- like uh, Stegosaurus, all that kind of stuff. They've got, they've got. It's all a copyright distinct dinosaur. Okay, Indeed. it's copyright distinct. <laughs> we don't want the Cretaceous period suing us. Hmm. Heaven uh, forfend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but there's one that's also like it's like the biggest model in Total Warhammer. That is a just giant alligator. It was also a Forge World model, so it was very expensive. And if you play that on the tabletop, it was probably killing anything in its path. No, probably about it. It was killing anything in its path. <laughs> just eating Archeon, like nom done. Like, like whoa, that was quick. <laughs> nice, nice special character you got there. Unfortunately, giant lizard. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they drove the dragons out of Lustria, uh, the T-Rexes. Uh, so if you've ever, uh, your inner five-year-old T-Rex beats dragons, Warhammer fantasy confirmed Wow. It. That's uh, brilliant. That's, uh, actually why the dragons don't really like the Lizardmen too much. It's because they warmed the planet up, which the dragons liked it nice and cold. So that was a problem one. Problem two is when they tried to fight back, they all got eaten by T-Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> they are our apex predator. We don't like them. <laughs> yeah, none, none of this uh, T-Rexes were scavengers nonsense in Warhammer Fantasy. The T-Rex has given the respect he damn well deserves. He is a, they are right proper. He's a hungry bastards. boy, and he's got some rather nice teeth. Yum, yeah. yum, yum. That's, uh, that's also, uh, next fun fact, one of the reasons some uh, some people in a Warhammer Fantasy who aren't like in the know about the Lizardmen, which is most people, uh, think they're like chaos because uh, they think they're kind of like a subspecies of beastmen, because, you know, they're giant lizard people uh, who look like they're lizard men. Uh, not too far of a leap, if you're not in the know, to know th- to make the assumption like, man, that's that's a funny-looking beastman. Uh, they're, of course, not. They're fanatically devoted to fighting chaos, but a lot of people think they're beastmen, and their complete and utter hostility to anyone who sets foot on Lustria doesn't really give them a chance to correct these uh, presumptions about the lizard men. Hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, Thanquil, good old Thanquil, uh, was once allowed to return back to Skavenblight by Mazda Mundi, who, as a reminder, hates the Skaven more than he do demons, because hmm. he saw the future and realized that Thanquil would be more of a <laughs> more of a threat to the Skaven <laughs> than he ever could be to anyone yeah, else. Yeah, it'll do more damage, like, like yeah, with uh, that thing they said about, was it Churchill? Where he's just like, oh, Hitler's doing such a bad job leading the Nazis. It's basically the same, like, no, we shouldn't assassinate him. He's doing more damage than we ever could. Yeah, Brilliant. And it's yeah. like, that's the equivalent. And not only did he let him go, he gave him, like, favorable wins so he could get back to Skavendom even quicker <laughs> so they could start... <laughs> He can start being thankful. Get to work quickly, my friend. You've got a lot of Skaven to kill. Yes, the Horned Rat <laughs> needs you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I like to think he's got a bit of a sense of humor, because that is very funny. But either way, uh, just just a very fun, funny, fun fact. Uh, also, as, a, as I mentioned, a lot of them have pun for names. Uh, the, uh, the Lizardman mounts, however... Uh, take a different way of naming uh, like the, so like Krotgar, right? Yeah, Krotgar. He rides, and I said he rides a T-Rex, right? 
Uh-huh. Uh, the Lizardman mounts of special characters are named after the Dinobots from Transformers. Amazing. Uh, that's yeah. that's cool. Krotgore's mount is Grimlock. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, is there a Starscream, please? I don't please think that, I, there is not a Starscream, unfortunately. Oh. I wish there was. But uh, I know there's Grimlock. There's a couple of others off the top of my head I don't remember the name of. But that's, I just love that. Like, the Lizardmen are that's like. That's kind of neat. It's like one of those, like, the last holdovers from, pardon me, the original days of Warhammer when everything was much goofier. Mm. It's like uh, every now and then you get a little pun or joke for a name that sticks around. It's like, I like that. Uh, What's what's that one called? That one's called Optimus Prime. (laughs) Wow, that's an interesting Warhammer character. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's that that Inquisitor name? Like Obi-Wan, Sherlock, Clusso, or whatever. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's an interesting original character you've got there, GW. Mm. Oh, good stuff. Uh, But uh, any questions before I move on to End Bad? Not really. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm having a whale of a time learning about all the the weird little intricacies about the lizardmen, and they sound fun, and they say "bok." So, what more could you want? They do say "bok." It's their war cry. Well, uh, what I would want is to not cover the end times, but unfortunately, Warhammer fantasy must always end in the end times. Uh, not always, but ninety percent of the time. Mm. So we begin uh, the end times. Uh, uh, the first book is Nagash, so those women don't really have their time in the sun quite yet. Next up, I believe, it's time for the Lizardmen, though. At least I think they were the second book. Uh, what happens is, uh, the Lizardmen, the Slan, all kind of collectively wake up, Lord Mazdamundi especially, and declare that the great plan of the Old Ones has failed. Uh, it's Everything has gone to shit, there is no salvaging this planet, it's time to leave. Uh, so, their great pyramids and temple cities... Turns out they're also spaceships. Uh, Ow. So they begin powering and activating them. In the meantime, the uh, the Slan have set up these massive, like, anti-demon, like, barriers and fields and all that whatnot. But basically, if a demon so much as looks at Lustria, they, ju- they just, like, true death. They're gone. Goodbye. Uh, so they begin preparing for the Exodus, and just getting ready for either one last push, like one last hurrah against chaos, or just truly just war out. See you later. Uh, Unfortunately, much like uh, how it originally was, only even worse, because there was actually a massive demon invasion of Lustria that went nowhere, because again, anti-magic fields. The Skaven clan Pestilence decided, we're finishing the job this time. So they, as a whole, invade Lustria and just start ruining everything. Uh, they uh, mess up spawn pools, mess up temple cities, mess up everything they've got going for them. Uh, Lord Skrulk, the the grossest Skaven ever, kills Grimlock. Uh, Grimlock, no more, no more Dinobot. He's dead. Uh, Krotgar uh. took exception to this and stabbed him so hard that he melted. Uh, what? <laughs> he melted just from sheer will. <laughs> uh, well, he was also Skaven Pestilence, so I think when he died, his willpower stopped holding his body together and the disease... Ah, uh, like, like yeah, just like the, the, the cells of his body just went, right, we can give up, okay, and they just sludged. It's like, like, <laughs> when a, like when a plague marine is cut off from Nurgle and the warp, so everything hits at once, and it's like, oh, I'm actually in horrible agony and I'm dying now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he died, uh, unfortunately, uh... 
Krotgar Grimlock is no longer around. Rest in peace. May you may you forever haunt Megat- uh, Megatron, uh, Grimlock. You were a real one. <laughs> uh, and this just kind of goes all across Lustria. And then the Skaven, uh, not to be outdone, uh, pull the moon closer to uh, <laughs> closer to the planet. Uh, the Grey Seers do. And uh, that begins causing all sorts of tectonic issues that Slan are barely able to hold off. And then, because that wasn't enough, uh, Clan Scryer of the Skaven, further to not be outdone, blow up the moon with the little Death Star they built on the planet. Oh, okay. Why not? Uh, uh, why? Why did they blow up the moon? Uh, I'm sure if you asked them, they would give a reason like it makes it easier to get warp stone because they, uh, they pulled more stone <laughs> closer, the moon that's made purely out of warp stone. Uh, if you blow it up, you know, the chunks that rain on the planet would be easier. Uh, the real reason yeah. is Ikid Claw is the is a psychopath, even by Skaven standards, and just wants to watch <laughs> the world burn. Mm. Uh, I think that's even his motivation in Total Warhammer for being a legendary lord. He just wants to blow things up, and he has nukes, so he mm. can back it up. So this is when things get even worse for the Lizardmen, because most of the Salons start dying in order to hold it off. Uh... Mazda Mundi even has a really depressing end. Uh, he does his best, and he destroys most of the fragments uh, that are coming down. But the mental strain is, like, too much. And uh, he try he starts climbing the uh, steps of his, like, personal pyramid so he can feel the wind on his face one last time. Except he gets killed before he can make it to the top, which is just Aww. really depressing. I don't know why GW needed to add that bit of lore to the list <laughs> This is like the the dagger's already in. Let's just twist it a little bit, a little bit more, and he's gone. Like enjoy. He's, he's already oh, dying. Just, just let him climb back up to his stairs and enjoy. Like let him do an Arthur Morgan from Red something. Dead Two. Exactly. It's like oh, lovely. Not like is it's not like oh, and then someone stomped on his head in the last minute. Like that would have sucked. Like yeah. no, do 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 it properly. Go on. <laughs> it's like his dying wish wasn't even like one last ritual to fight chaos just one last time. It was, I just want to feel the wind on my face again. And he gets killed mm. before he can. Uh, after that, uh, Lord Croak, uh, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, uh, the fellow who died but just decided uh, he wasn't. Uh, his spirit had always been hanging around his body, and that's kind of how the Lizardmen used him. If there was a big enough battle, they would just cart him out, and he would he would just <laughs> blow up the enemies. Uh he simply decided that death was no longer an option, and so he was alive again. Uh, huh. Not like Nagash, where uh, you know it was necromancy, so there was some pretty foul stuff involved. Not like the Emperor, uh, who for a variety of reasons can't do that. He just decided, uh, I'm not dead anymore. And he wasn't. He was alive again. Because uh, first generation <laughs> Slan were a bit rust-busted. That was great. I just like the idea. It's like, oh, death is unacceptable. Alright, that's sorted. Like, wow, how'd you do that? It was just that, like, explain. He, he just willed himself back. He's like, no, I'm no longer dead. Hmm. Uh, so he comes he, back. He did that <laughs> He did that thing that like 14-year-old boys do when they're playing games. It's like, you're dead. Nuh-uh, I'm not dead. Mm. Cause, just because they want to win. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he comes back to lead, uh, make sure like the Lizardmen uh, are able to leave. Uh him and the what few Slon were left uh, diverted the fragments of the moon they couldn't destroy onto Lustria, so the rest of the world wouldn't be obliterated. 
And then I believe what uh, him and the remaining Slan all get on the spaceships and they just leave. Uh, the Lizardmen are just, they're just gone now. Uh, not a, not exactly the coolest thing, the most bro-tier move. I bet they probably could have helped at Middenheim. Uh, kept the world from ending, but I also can't fault them for not wanting to be a part of the end times any longer. Mm. Uh, not everyone made it, of course. I think Krotgar might have made it because he was ordered to one of the uh, Exodite sites. Uh, but... Most of the other special characters die. Actually, Oxalotl, I also don't know if he dies. Uh, Oxalotl doesn't get too many mentions. Uh, but the last, uh, the last, uh, I believe, like, thing of note the Lizardmen do is an Akai the Wanderer and Gorok. Uh, it's, again, one of the few, one of those moments in the end times where it's like, this all sucks, but this is at least a cool moment. Uh, Gorok is just at one of the major temple cities uh, known as Itza. He's just fighting wave after wave after wave of Skaven. Uh, it's like Sigismund at the Siege of Terra, where it's just like mm. he's just he's just a brick wall that anytime someone tries to fight him, you're just dead. It's like that, but with rats instead of instead of traitors. <laughs> uh, like just thousands of Skaven personally by himself until he's the only one left, and they still just can't get past him. And uh, right as it looks like he's about to die. Uh, to, uh, I believe it's a bunch of, like, the storm fiends, the rat ogres with guns. Uh, and Akai the Wanderer comes out and then bashes their head in. Uh, so nice. it's the two albino lizards back-to-back -back just until they create a literal mountain of corpses out of the Skaven. <laughs> just like that. The power of albinism. Yeah! <laughs> Damage! <laughs> and uh, I think the last scene, this is, this is in none of the books. I think this is one of uh, Josh Reynolds answered what was happening. And uh, the last thing they ever do is uh, the last scene of the Lizardmen and Warhammer fantasy is as the moons are coming crashing down on them, it's Gorok screaming at the heavens as uh, Skaven and rocks surround him and he goes down swinging. Which, you know what? Nice. If there's an end to the Lizardmen, I'm glad it was that. They went they went down swinging. <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, that is the end of the Lizardmen and Warhammer fantasy. But. Wow. They're not gone. Hey. Sigmar. Uh, turns out there's 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 a lot of retconning to be done here. Initially, mm -hmm. what happened was uh, those temple ships kept going until all of the lizardmen on them just died out, just after countless eons of just floating through nothing. Until I think it was only like five slon remained, uh, and they recreated the lizardmen from memory into basically being demons of order. Uh, they were guided to the realm of Azir, which is Sigmar's home as well. Uh, it was the closest, uh, it was the best fit for what they wanted. And they had their couple spaceships they were in, and from there they would basically send down bolts of lightning into to fight Chaos. Uh, so say Chaos is like, you know, there's a Chaos Warband raiding some out-of-the-way town. Well, suddenly a thousand lizards are here to take issue with that, and they would kill all of them, uh, and they would leave. Uh, they were originally all, like, made of starlight, and uh, had, like, Azir for blood. Uh, so they even purified chaos just by existing. Like if Lisman bled on you, it was like it you were you were gonna die if you were chaotic in any way. Uh, which is a <laughs> they had holy water blood. <laughs> pretty much, it was uh, pretty effective. Uh, as time went on, uh, more more information was revealed, which you know of course means GW retcon what exactly was going on here, and they kind of uh, 
Many of them did actually survive, and the lizardmen were able to, or the Slan were alive for so long, they were able to figure out, you know, spawning pools again, how to make more of them bad boys. Uh, and from Azir, which is the Realm of Heavens, uh, if you're a big fan of uh, Lovecraft or people like uh, Orican the Diviner and all of the the stars are right, well, the lizardmen in the Realm of Heavens can see the future, both through scrying machines and through just the magic of Azir. Uh, looking, tracking the motions of the heavens and using that predict the future, which is how those of them now operate. Uh, they don't just look at the plan of the old ones. They actually look at the future themselves. And when that's not enough, they rewrite the future themselves because they're still massively powerful frog people. Wow. Uh, so if the major battle is going down, it's time for them to show up and wreck face. Uh, <laughs> they just go, Uno reverse card. It's like, yeah. no, you're losing. And they're like, wait, we are losing. Why is, how, what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I cast Pot of Greed to draw three additional Carnosaurs from my deck. <laughs> uh, what uh, what I believe the current lore is, it's, uh, it's they've actually been kind of in flux. I believe they've got through some pretty major changes every edition. Is uh, Some Lizardmen do now live in the mortal realms, and they terraform the surrounding landscape to look like Lustre used to. So I'll, I'll, you know, the uh, the lush jungle and all that stuff that also hates you and wants you dead if you're trespassing on it. Uh, some of them uh, live amongst the lizardmen as these uh, more heavenly beings. They're still lizardmen, but those are more the ones that are like, they do still have like the starlight and stuff in their veins, not just uh, blood as the ones who live in the mortal realms do. And they get sort of a, what, what is it in Dawn Horse? They get steel rain, lightning rain, lizard rain onto... Hot spots wherever the lizardmen and the slan determine they need to go. Uh, Lord Croak, of course, is still around. Uh, the end of the setting is was simply not enough to get rid of him. Uh, he's built different, and uh, yeah, the lizardmen are back at it. Uh, they've kind of gone through a bit of a rough uh, patch lately because Bellacor destroyed a bunch of their scrying devices. Uh, they used to be like able to outpredict Zinch with between the devices and just living in the heavens. Uh, Zinch was like always like five steps behind them, which is goes to show that Order finally got an upgrade in Age of Sigmar. It's not just Chaos Reigns. Mm. Uh, kind of ruined that, but that at worst put them on an equal playing field. And they still have the, you know, the T-Rexes and the Saurus. So I, hey. I, I'm of the personal opinion. It doesn't matter if the T-Rex can no longer outpredict you. Still a T-Rex. Still going to eat you. Yeah. And his name is Michael. And it's great. <laughs> is his name is Ironhide, and he's great. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that's uh, Lord Croak, uh, worked with, I know, Marathi once to stop a rampaging god of destruction uh, from destroying a city. They couldn't kill him, so they just kind of sent him, they teleported him next to a chaos war camp and made him their problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, it worked. Uh, uh, you know, the orcs now have a new powerful ally they like to follow around, but... If that's Chaos's problem, then I don't think anyone's really going to complain, you know? Well, Chaos hmm. will, but I, I don't think anyone's going to shed a tear over that. Uh, and they have all sorts of new tricks. Uh, for example, uh, they can uh, deep strike into pools of water that are an inch thin. Uh, so suddenly wizard lizards are walking out of the foot-deep pond that you just took Kant next to. And they're probably wow. going to kill you. Uh, they are a little bit more inclined with working with other races now, uh, especially compared to fantasy. Uh, like I said in 
uh, before. There was really just like the people on Albion who were in any way remotely quote unquote allied with them. Anything else is just convenience. Now they're uh, especially. Yeah. Oh, what's up? I was going to say, to be honest, their their plans kind of ruined. So they're like, right, you got any other ideas? Maybe we should try something like thinking for ourselves a bit. Oh, that might work. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That is true. Although I ask you to hold that thought for a for a couple minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, with uh, Sigmar especially because they're both bound to Azir, uh, the Lizardman and Sigmar himself. Sigmar being the god of it. Uh, they're a bit more prone to cooperation. Uh, the ones who live in the mortal realms themselves are a bit more prone to like fits of rage and isolationism than the ones who live in Azir. Uh, so if you trespass on their grounds, uh, they're probably going to kill you regardless of what god you're following. Uh, but the ones in uh, Azir, they're uh, they're happy to work alongside like the Stormcast, uh, the Lumineth, all the Order-aligned Age of Sigmar factions. If uh, the Slans say you got to work with them. Uh, there's one bit of lore, I believe, where chaos was, you know, doing its thing, ruining everything, and then the stars were rearranged in the face of a grinning frog, <laughs> and then the lizardmen oh. came and ruined their lives and just killed all of them. Oh, uh, amazing! So uh, the Pepe meme is canon to Age of Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's uh, I, that I I just love that bit of lore. Look at the star. The stars are right, except it's fucking Pepe the Frog from the town engine. Oh, and uh, I know, I know. You said it's time for them to follow their own initiative, and to be fair, they are much more proactive and on their own now. But I believe I've read online that there are some hints in the lore that uh, at least some lizardmen, some slan, believe that the Warhammer world exploding. The Slan and the Old World declaring the great plan had failed and them all leaving was itself just part of the Old One's master plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Naturally. Uh, I don't quite know how I feel about that, because on the one hand, it's like, really? The Old One's predicted all that? But I'm It's kind of like those, um, like, is it Harold Camping, like the reverse Doomsday, where it's like, oh... We we it's not that we're trying to predict doomsday. It's we're trying to predict not doomsday, and we got it wrong. But no, now we've done the changes in the calculation. Yeah, the salvation is actually this state, and we have to do these things. It's like, hmm, are you sure about that? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, which I don't know, like I said, I don't, it feels kind of it. It I don't think it's not like certain. Uh, it, I read it online, so for, for, it could be completely wrong. But if it is true, it's like on the one hand, it's like that seems like a bit of a a little bit lazy, a little bit goofy and dumb, and not in a fun way like Grimlock. Uh, but on the other hand, it's also like funny to imagine, like you know, Archeon shows up, like taunting Lord Croak. He's like, "I blew up the world once, I'll do it again." And then Lord mm-hmm. Croak like just turns a plaque around that shows Archeon in that exact moment saying those exact words. Uh, and it's like Joseph, Joe, start your next line is, "I blew up the world once, I'll do it again." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is a. Uh, the Lizardmen. Uh, unfortunately, I think in Age of Sigmar they do have much less special characters, uh, which, from a narrative standpoint, obviously not as fun. But for what it's worth, uh, Age of Sigmar is still relatively new in terms of uh, how long the other Warhammer settings have been around. And it uh, makes them a lot more versatile as an army in a war game, you know? Uh, it gives more room for you know your armies, your dudes, to take the spotlight rather than always just picking the special characters and going nuts. Uh, yeah, it, uh, 
But that is the Lizardmen. They've, uh, unlike the other, most of the other factions, they've largely survived unscathed into Age of Sigmar. Uh, like Krotgar, he's now just a generic general unit. He's not Krotgar. His model's, like, just a dude. But, you know, the, those models are still in. Uh, all the old Lizardmen models were still in. Uh, to my knowledge, the only ones that aren't still in the game are those that have been updated. So it's the same model, just looks better. Uh, I think uh, the only other factions that can really be lucky enough to say that are Chaos and uh, the Skaven, who are technically part of Chaos, but the Skaven are the Skaven. I refuse to believe they're part of Chaos. They're their own thing. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that would be the Lizardmen. Are there any final questions you have? Um, I, I suppose the main thing is um, they're, they're, they're very much one of the more enigmatic of all the factions in Warhammer Fantasy from what I can tell. So, I mean, they're obviously very cool visually and such, but is mm -hmm. there a good starting point in the books for fans who are like, oh, I really like this faction. Is there a good place to start uncovering some of their lore if they don't have anywhere to start? I, so, I will admit I'm not as uh, familiar with Lizardman lore as I am a lot of the other factions. Um... But if uh, you were looking to start, I would say look for a PDF of a or PDF or an old copy of like an old army book uh, from Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, those would of course have plenty of lore. Unfortunately, the tabletop rules probably won't help you out too much anymore. Uh, but <laughs> the lore is still the lore is still there. Uh, they're kind of more of they're kind of like the Tyranids. They're more mentioned a lot, but because like so many of them are just like this, they're so driven and they're all given a purpose and that's all they really do. It's a lot harder to make books out of them. Uh, yeah. And there aren't really many characters because they're all automatons like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We can't, we can't really make a book about this like robotic race of scaly people who have no personalities as such. Like, Oh, that'll be a fun read. Yeah. Like, Lizardman one went over to Lizardman two and said, Bok, and Lizardman 2 said, Bok. And then they killed a bunch of um, yeah. Empire. And then Lizardman 3 went, Bok. And then the other one said, Bok. He's like, this is a very drawn-out book. And then, he, and then he ate his bright wizard like a slim gem. <laughs> but uh, there's uh, there's the Temple of the Serpent, which I believe is the second book in the Thankul trilogy. Uh, it's all mm -hmm. about Thankul going to Lustria. And, uh, and it is a spoiler alert, but look, the setting's gone. I, it, it, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's where that's where Thankwell was sent home by Mazda Mundi to <laughs> go be ah. go be the Skaven's problem again. Uh, yeah. Your road trip is over. Go away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you have a PC and are down to play it, uh, Total Warhammer with the Lizardmen gives you a lot of lore blurbs. Uh, all the like you know all the research and all the unit descriptions and whatnot do have little bits of blurbs and lore. Uh, some of the landmarks that the Lizardmen can build give you like unique bits of lore. Like, hey, this city is a uh, Important for this reason, because uh, Total War did a lot of expanding on the Lisbon lore. Uh, not too many rewrites and stuff like that, like with uh, the Croxagore. Uh, uh, but they did do a lot of like expansion, because like I've seen, the Lisbon have plenty of lore as like an army, but also it's like they're very much closer to like a war game side of things than just being uh, character driven. Because uh, again, biological robots, only so much they're going to be able to do with characterization and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that would, that would be my advice for the, uh, listen to lore, total Warhammer, Warhammer army books. If you can find any or find any PDFs online. And of course the Thankful book. And that's a joy to read because it's Thankful anyways. You, sh you shouldn't need, 
You don't need a reason to go read about Thanquil. That's the only reason you need. He's a goofball. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that was the basics of the Lizardmen. A little bit of everything. You got overpowered magic users. You've got space marines, but they're Lizardmen. You've got little chameleons. And you've got gator death rolls. You got Transformer Dinosaurs. It's great. Transformer Dinosaurs. Oh, they also have orbital lasers. Uh, I need to get that in. Oh, nice. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, the, liz- the Lizardmen, sometimes I feel like... The- <laughs> they're built different. <laughs> they, they, they forget they're in a fantasy setting and just decide you're getting lasered now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such is the power of the old ones. What can I say? Mm. But uh, yeah, and of course, oh. is a... Uh, as always with Fireside Fantasy, there is much about them. Even though I said there's not too much in lore, I didn't cover every single bit in blurb. Uh, there's always, if you want like specifics, like I said, you can find more information in those series, like those books and the army books and Warhammer Total War. This was just a nice little, little, little coverage of the Lizardmen. Probably more thorough, pound for pound, than other factions, just because there's not too much about them compared to everyone else, but... If you look for more, you can still find some. Mm. And I, I would say to anyone watching at this point, uh, let us know in the comments about any other factions you'd like us to cover because there's still quite a lot to cover, I suppose. And we've we've had a lot of fun with with uh, we've, we've we did like the overview ones with Age of Sigmar and the world. Now we're doing factions, and they're quite fun. Like dwarves was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. So, and we did Skaven on on the the podcast itself. So. Let us know if you want if you have any particular faction you're burning for us to uh, to delve into because there's still a lot to cover. Uh, I'm sure Colin could probably do about ten hours on the Eldar or Elves, I should say, on the Elves. Oh, I could. Um, I'd be more than happy to talk to about them. I, I managed to mention them here, and by God, I will do it again. <laughs> How many episodes do we need? Like three episodes of that? Uh, you, you know, it depends on what we want to talk. Maybe about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to but, see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, I suppose, um, any other final points you want to say about the Lizardmen? Uh, don't encircle them, because it just means all the Lizardmen are able to fight at once. <laughs> and they'll pull out an American general's hat and talk about now we attack <laughs> from any direction. Going back to that video, brilliant. Bok, bok, bok. I hate Soros. I hate them. Uh, bok is also the Bank of Oklahoma. I hate they made mm. me Google Bok so I could find more things to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> well either way um i guess we'll wrap it up then so thank you everyone for watching we had a lot of talk uh, a lot of fun talking about the lizardmen let us know about what you want us to talk about in the future and we'll catch you on the next one i suppose take care everyone have a good one mm-hmm.